Welcome to Gents with Joe and Spence, the podcast where we talk about everything under the sun that Adam's sons have done. And today we're going to be talking about adventures. Some adventures we've had in the past, some adventures we might want to have be coming up in the future, and we're going to talk about how to get involved in adventures. And one of our guests today is... Hi, I'm Caleb Young. I am Spencer's uncle. I'm also Josiah's younger brother, and I very much enjoy going on adventures with my bros. We're going back to our gents list uh, we had in the first couple episodes, and we haven't been there, haven't visited in a while, so decided to come back to it, and it's about adventures, and we have a guest on the show, Daniel. We, we thought to ourselves, why not get a Navy? Uh, so I am a retired med- uh, Navy corpsman. Uh, I was spent five last five, six years in the military, and I was a Department of Defense pharmacy specialist which was kind of a boring job, but I was I was stationed at this really cool area. It's called the Marine Corps Mountain Warfare Training Center. So That sounds bad. It is. That sounds bad. It is. So before our guys go on adventures, before uh-huh. they go over to Afghanistan, over to any area that's mountainous, yeah. they came to my base and trained basically how to kill people in the mountains. Like the snipers had to go up there and That's train so how sick. to snipe at high elevations. In the elevations. snow and in the trees and all yep, that? Yep, they had they had uh, a lot of weather survival courses, a lot of weather uh, skiing courses. It, it was a really cool environment. It's basically like adventure, the most adventurous base you'll ever right. go to. And right. So I, I was in the pharmacy a lot of the times, but I did get to go out and, and help train with some special forces. And, That's so cool. And I was involved in some of the, the training and some of the... Um, actually experiments that that they did as far as um with training yeah testing some of the best ways to train some of the best ways to uh function in those high elevation cold weather environments and it it was it was an adventure i had a lot a lot of good time i think we brought the right guest on the show joe for this episode me and dan go on some adventure times ourselves yeah all of us have gone on adventures together heck yeah one of the i think one of the main things you need in an adventure is a goal yeah Right, if you go out and you want to go on an adventure and you're just aimlessly wandering, I guess that could be adventurous too, but a goal. A goal is needed like to an play end, the game. An end. So I was actually just thinking about this when you guys asked me to come on here, um, having a plan, having a goal, and I thought, well, why? Well, what's what's the difference between having a goal and having a plan when you're about to go on an adventure right. and just winging it? I think winging right. it is really fun as well, but... Yeah. In my mind, one of the key aspects to adventure is, well, let me put it this way. If you were to go on an outing and you didn't push yourself, it was just an outing, a nice stroll or whatever, would you consider that an adventure? No. If you, It'd be ahead. a Sunday if, walk. If you didn't push yourself, right. But if you planned it and you intentionally pushed yourself on an activity or on an outing, that, in my mind, yeah. it becomes an adventure. It becomes an adventure, yeah. yeah. That's good I agree. thinking. That is great. That's a great point because, just like you said, if you don't push yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to come to any adventure conclusion. Well, yeah, you're not. Well, here's another thought to piggyback off of that. So yeah. let's say that it's it's just you. A little closer to the mic, okay. Mm. Let's say it's just you, Spence. Yeah. You go out and you push yourself, and and it's an adventure, right? Right. Let's say you go out in the mountains and you're like, man, I'm gonna 
run these 10 miles mm-hmm. and I'm going to go trail running. I'm not, I'm only going to stop twice. Yeah. That's still an adventure. But what if you brought two other people? That adventure is exponentially more fun in my right. opinion. When it's an yeah. adventure with buddies, yeah. it's 10 times better. I don't, I, don't, so I don't know why that so is, two, but I have a question for you guys. Two is a goal and to have homies with you. But So my question to, to have you some guys, gents with you. Yeah, what's, what's yeah. the question? Why, why does that make the adventure better when you have buddies with you? Competition, maybe. <laughs> oh, you, do you and I have competition sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Competition and just someone to be there. It's, it's easier to do something like to do the goal, like just stop twice with your friends than by yourself. Yeah. And, and, uh, that was not a rhetorical question. I was, it was open-ended one, but right. I just thought of another answer to it. Um, when you're with somebody and you're both going through a similar hard time or similar or, are pushing yourself it's or, easier. or have, or, or excuse me, or sharing in an uncomfortable experience, it brings you together more. Right. So, creates a bond. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, boot camp. They, that's what they did in boot camp. There were, there's no reason that it was uncomfortable as it was, except for the fact that they needed to bring us together and teach us how to work as a team. Right. That makes a lot of sense because you're always with somebody in boot camp, right? Yeah. You always have to be working with a partner or a small group. That makes sense. Man, one thing I really wish many times in my life is I would have went to some type of military. Like training? Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. So, in my mind, we got a few different types of adventures. Off the top of my head, fun adventures and work adventures. Yeah. Um, Many times during work, I've had an adventure. In fact, growing up as a young person, working with my dad was always an adventure. Oh, yeah. Um, Whether he was teaching me how to push cows with a horse, whether we were up in the mountains logging, always an adventure with my dad. One of my favorite memories is breaking horses with my dad or pushing cows with my dad. There are times that we would be riding horses and we'd be pushing them through the river and I'd have to get off my horse halfway through the river because my horse is about to go under and <coughs> swim alongside swim alongside um, my horse with in that river until we get on the other side. You know, I, I never would have had those experiences unless I was working with my dad. Right, right. Many work adventures. Yeah. Then you got fun ones where you just go out dirt biking. Joe, you love dirt biking. You just go out and go ride. You know, it's not oh, yeah. necessarily sports. work, but it's sports. Yeah, be another type of adventure, maybe. Right. So you said something that was interesting to me, Josiah. Uh, you said that you you would go out and have these adventures, and you would learn. Correct. Yeah. So in, in that made me think of something. The adventures that I have had, and I would imagine other that other people have had, yeah. have been very impactful. And life changing. Like I, as as we were preparing for this, I thought about some of the adventures I've had, and like the main ones have impacted my life yeah. in in a lot of positive ways. I think it's very very healthy for for individuals, men especially, to go on adventures, to seek adventures, and to be involved. Also, uh, there's a lot of different podcasters that talk about this that men in society are getting away from a group, from a pack, and we are biologically wired to be in a pack. And not only just to be in a pack, um, a couple weeks ago, y'all were talking to Coriant Rogers. Yeah. And uh, you were alluding to the book, As a Man Thinketh. Um, it's not only important that we're in a pack, but also um, seeking an adventure. I forgot where I was going right. with that a little bit, but I did have a good point. But you did a have good it. Point. <laughs> you did. Maybe you got across. There. I don't you remember. Got there. I don't know. You got there. Cool. As a Man Thinketh, how, how does that relate to As a Man Thinketh? Do you remember? It's been a minute since I, I uh, read that book, but as a man think, it basically says, it talks about how 
uh, it, did, it does talk about men being in groups a little bit, about how it is healthy, how we support each other, how we um, help each other be men. Uh, masculinity is only bestowed by men. You cannot have, you cannot have, uh, uh, you cannot have, what's it, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, you cannot be validated as a man by anyone but a man. So if you only have a mom and never go out and have adventures with men and, and, and bros, like it's, this book talks about how it's hard, it's impossible to build that without another man being, yeah, without another man showing you the way or validating you as a man. To have adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so the book dives into how it's good for our soul because we are created in the image of God. And like you think about it, God is on an adventure. He's, he has us. He has the earth. He, yeah. He's learning and growing. And he wants us to come down here and have an adventure. He doesn't want us to just walk through life, go on Sunday strolls every day. He wants us to learn and to grow and to push ourselves. So he created us to be adventurous. And if we are not, then we become timid and sheep-like and idle and unhealthy because we are, in my opinion, our creator created us to become and to experience an adventure. Why do we have trials? Just to get better. Exactly. God doesn't give us trials because he he doesn't know that we can get over it, but he knows we can get over it. We can grow. Word. Big facts. So some adventures I've gone on, let's talk about some fun ones. Yeah. Um... Me and Daniel recently, last summer, went on probably one of the best adventures I've ever been on. Really? Yeah, it was Shower Bath Springs. Okay. Uh, we left at probably 5 o'clock in the evening, 5 or 6 in the evening from Lima, Montana. <clears throat> let me, Ended up being like a... Let, let me tell you what it was supposed to be first, and then you tell him. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's supposed so, to be. So there. I was in charge of planning this trip. And uh, I, I did my research. I, I called a few people who have been there. I got online, read some blogs, and they were all dead wrong, or else we did something completely wrong. But anyways, it was supposed to be like an hour drive out of Chalice, Idaho, and then a two-hour hike to the shower baths. Go ahead, Joe. Tell, tell them uh, how it went. So we left at 5 from Lima, Montana, and we drove six, seven hours. Uh, after we got to Chalice, three hours of Chalice and three, three hours, hours on the dr- three hours, three or four hours yep. way back in the way back. So good thing we had a full tank because we weren't expecting to uh, go that far. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I don't see how we could have did it any different way. There's only two entrances to this place, two walk-in ways, and the other way is way way longer. Yeah, right? we had to go through a whole different mountain range and a whole different city to make it there. So once we got there, it was like three in the morning. And you were expecting to get there at 10 or 9? Yeah, we had to stop a couple places, drop off some stuff, pick up some stuff. So by the time we got to our base camp, it Tra- was like... By the time we got the trailhead. Trailhead, yeah. It was like, what, 2 or 3 in the morning? Yes, and we intended to get there at 8. And so we got there at 2 or 3 in the morning, had a big debate, like, should we just start hiking and pull an all-nighter, or should we throw up a tent? I was all for hiking. Good deal we didn't. It was a 2,000-foot drop within the first half mile. Yeah, it was pretty it was interesting. Wow. That's not an exaggeration either. I have, I have a trail quest or whatever it's called. And it and that showed the elevation. So 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning, we throw up uh, a tent real quick, all getting our blankets, and I didn't even sleep. I, I Yeah, I just laid there. and uh, We drank way too much caffeine on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Woke up in the morning. If I miss anything, do you jump in? Yeah, here you and, got it. 
and we woke up eight o'clock, ate a quick breakfast, and uh, got our packs ready. Left our tent up there, left our pickup there, and we started hiking. Like like D said, how much did we drop? Uh, two thousand feet in the first half mile. Uh, while you continue to tell a story, I'm going to confirm that because that's a pretty big claim. Yeah. Um, so we hiked down, zigzagged down this steep, steep mountain, and I'm thinking my whole time, like, man, I got to hike back up this thing. Get to the bottom of it. There's a little mining cabin there. Uh, there's a spring there. We filled up our water jugs with, and then we started hiking. It's beautiful country, up and down. Uh, we hiked probably. From the trailhead to shower bath, what, seven hours? Six, seven hours, yeah. It was supposed to take two hours, but it took us a good eight, actually. Yeah, yeah. eight. Um, Cross past a beautiful river during the hike. Um, and when we got up to this river, there were two cliffs we had to hike between. We had to go in the river and hike up the river. In between two, in, be- uh, in between cliffs on each side. Yeah. Like storybook type yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like really cool stuff. And then we <clears throat> we get past those cliffs and it opens up into, we need to post some pictures on, I need to yeah. do some pictures oh, yeah. on this. It opens up into uh, hot springs and then there's a river right and running right through. Lots of people have been there over the years. It's really hard to get to, so it's not a popular place to go, but many people have hiked there and built up baths and so the i mean literally the water is coming off and dropping what 15 feet until before a it good hits 20 you? feet yeah. yeah and it's still blazing hot when you yeah you, it hits you and there's huge hot pools you can sit in and then they trickle down to smaller ones that get closer to the river and the closer to the river they get the colder it gets and then that's one camp spot you go up the river a little bit further there's another camp spot with more hot springs that we actually stopped and we camped right next to that one and built up, took the time to dig in the dirt and built up more hot spring pools for the next people just just because we wanted something to do. We had a goal in mind to build a hot pool. My goal was just to make it to the hot springs, man, and soak for a minute. That was an adventure. Did you guys soak in the hot tubs in the hot springs? The first time, as soon as we got there, took off our shoes, got in our swim, swim shorts and started soaking. That's so cool. That's an adventure right there. Okay, Joe, I got a question for you about about that trip. And Spencer, when you tell me about when you te- when you share some of your adventures, I'm going to ask you these questions. Yeah. Okay, I'll be prepared. Cool. Uh, Josiah, did you learn anything from that trip? I mean, like, because we talked about it before, we got to push ourselves, we got to plan. Sometimes we learn from these trips, and sometimes we learn from these adventures. Did you Did you learn anything on that adventure? I learned how to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what about? Always fill up your car before mm, you leave that's on a good adventure. One. That is very good. Advice. Not just guess and say, yeah, a half tank will do. Yep. So did that trip have a, or did that adventure have an impact on your life? Oh, yeah. Dude. I will always look back at that. That is a, that's like a pinnacle point. That's like, hey, be, it, when when did this happen? Oh, it was before shower bath or is after shower bath. Okay. I mean, it was a big adventure. I, I can think of like three other adventures in my, four other adventures in my life that were that big. Okay, so it it was impactful, but why or how? How did it how did it impact your life? I think they uh, it impacted me because of the extreme that it was. Like you usually don't. I I never 
have hiked that far in my life, probably. I, I mean, I've gone that far in the mountains with horses or with motorbikes way back, but never throw a pack on my back and physically hike that far to a goal, to a destination to stay there. I, I mean, I pushed myself further than I've ever pushed myself in that area, right? It was a very brutal hike, yes. Yeah. And so I, I asked myself that those questions, and if you don't mind, I'll share with yeah, you. Yeah, please do. Okay. Let, let us know what you learned about that whole thing. So those those two questions I'm going to group into one, did I learn anything and, and did it have an impact on my life? And I, and I believe that you can take some of these things from each adventure you have. But yes, I, I did learn some things and it had a big impact on my life. Um, the four, the three guys that I went with, it was uh, Josiah, myself, our brother Ray, and one of our best friends, Kyle. And and one of the one of the reasons that I'm a retired Navy corpsman is because I'm medically retired. I have um, autoimmune issues that make make my body not work like it should. <laughs> like I. I wish I could throw a pack on and, and run to the, the hot springs. And I used to be able to, but I, it was difficult for me. The whole trip was very difficult, but I had my three brothers with me. And, and even though it was rough, anytime I needed anything, it didn't matter what was going on in their lives or what they were, what they were carrying in their pack. If they could, they helped me out, all three of them. That's um, what you were saying about bringing some bros and bringing some friends is it will make that easier and you kind of bond it'll, with that. it'll make it easier it'll make you bond but the the thing that i it just was really impactful because i've personally been struggling with asking for help like i've never had to ask for help in my life and i'm i'm physically limited now but going on that extremely rough adventure and and something that was very hard to attain it was it was kind of uh, intimidating for me because i'm right. like crap i don't know if i'll be able to make it right but it didn't matter because I had my brothers with me. Yeah. And so like, I, I, I still want to be independent in life, but that adventure helped me. It impacted my life in a way that in the future, I'll feel more comfortable about asking people for help when I need it. And I know that, that I have those people in my life that are happy to help me. So that, that's, how it, that's how that adventure impacted my life. So thank yeah, you. So the people around you is what... It'll help that adventure impact you. Yes, and, and, and just the realization that I came to has had a good uh, impact on my life, knowing that I can um, have those people like, like you and the rest of my family that, you know what, they, they're happy to help if they can, and, and I feel good about that. I feel good about trying to achieve things in life, and I'm okay with my family helping with me, helping me, and that's, I think that's the way it should be, but it took me that adventure to, open to realize eyes. that, yeah, right. that's how it was impactful that's for me. That's cool. That's right. good. Wait, a good take from that. Yeah, that's a great take. That's what adventures should do. So I'm going to share one of my adventures. Spence, tell us one I'm of your best adventures. Adventure. So my grandpa, these two, dad is one of the best people I've ever met, and um, we went hunt. I went hunting with him, and we got his horses out with my uncle Colin and my dad um, Ben with their brothers. So we went up there, we were just hunting and um, very hoping to get something because that's what you do on hunts is want to get something. But we stopped. What were you guys hunting, Spence? We were hunting elk up in Lima. And uh, super deep snow. We were had to tread through with the horses through snow and all that and um, super tall trees with a bunch of snow on it. And we stopped at one point to build a fire and... and uh, 
we need some firewood. So I started climbing up this dead tree and I'm stomping off and breaking branches and for firewood. And I had this very brilliant idea to break the branch I was standing on. But but of course I I was I was holding something <laughs> I was holding something so I didn't fall. This, this reminds me of Coyote <laughs> and the Roadrunner a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm breaking it because it looked like a solid branch for firewood. So I'm breaking it and breaking it, fun, finally break. But then the branch breaks above me, and that I that you're holding on to. Yeah, I tumble. I break or I didn't break my head. I broke branches with my head. I tumbled down, flipped, no idea what I did, to be honest, probably blacked out, and landed straight on my back, air knocked out of me, probably every single bone in my body popped. Did you break anything? So I messed up my shoulder, actually. So, like, my collarbone popped up and my shoulder dislocated, and on that... How far up are you guys at this point? I'm not sure. Definitely a couple hours worth, so... Do you remember where you were? Um, I believe we were up Little Sheep. I could be wrong. Definitely a sheep, though. Gotcha. <laughs> Definitely some sheep place. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then my dad comes over to me, and I'm just, like, in shock of what just happened. Don't know what's going on. Can't breathe. And, um, but then kind of just wrapped it up. We ate some lunch. And I'm on the horse, and it's bouncing, and it's hurting my shoulder. So, did you but, guys turn back at that point, or did you go forward at that point? No, I think I think it was more at the end of the hunt, and that's kind of where we ended and warmed up before we left. So, we turned around, and we didn't we didn't get anything, but it was an adventure, um, going up and learning how to ride horses, getting experience with that, and. Now I know not to break the branch we're standing on. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good lesson right there. Yeah, that's a very good lesson. Don't cut the branch that you're standing on. Yeah, so that was that was my lesson, I guess. I like that. Yeah. And I did it with three awesome people, so that made it better. And if I was just by myself, who would help me? There would have been no one to help me. So just like uh, Caleb was saying, we... There, it's easier when people are there to help you and have your back. More confidence, too. Yep. Sometimes that's not a good thing, though. <laughs> like, hey, guys, let's go do this. And then we kind of egg each other on. Yeah. yeah. Let's go jump in the river. It's only it's only it's April. Old. It's, it's old. April. We can jump in the river. It's just cold. That's all. Yeah. Joe's done that to me a couple of times. He's like, Spence, you can drive home if you jump in that lake right now. And it's a free-flowing lake. And I do it, and I don't even drive home. Because you wanted to drive home? I what? did want to drive home. But I was like 12, and I kind of like to drive. I don't remember I this story. You're saying up with like dead, little in, animosity. Up in, up in Dead dead Man's. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's dead lucky. Man. He straight up threw me into Dead Man. <laughs> did I? He, yeah, because you, you, you're like, I'm going to throw you in. And I was little, and I was like, no, you're not. And you said, you want to bet? And I said, you're not going to throw me in. And you wanted to show me, so you just picked me up and threw I'm pretty sure I got over your head and you just threw me in the lake, dude. It was like evening time, too. Hey. What'd you learn from that situation? <laughs> Not a dang thing. <laughs> that, that you're mean. That's what I learned. Nah, that Joe, Joe does what he says he's going to do. Joe, that's Joe what I Danger. learned. Joe Danger's going to do yeah. what he says. He don't mess around. Right. <laughs> but that, 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 that lake's cold. That lake's freezing. Very cold. I had a, uh, an adventure there recently, so... 
Um, Josiah and I are our aunt, uh, Aunt Regine, one of the mm-hmm. most amazing women in the world. So she, she wanted to bring some of her grandkids up to Montana, and she wanted me to take them out fishing. So I took them up to Dead Man, mm-hmm. and uh, there had been a mountain lion chilling at the lake for quite a while before we got there because not very many people go there. Right. And so I was going around the lake and there was a a dead deer that was kind of scattered around the lake. And I thought, mountain lion's been here recently. And then I get to looking more and there are beds, like fresh beds where it had laid down. And I could, I could smell the mountain lion and I was with three little kids. Yeah. So I, so So I was like, Hey, everybody stay close. And I had my, I had a couple guns with me. So I was like, Hey, just so you guys know, there's a mountain lion out here. And and these are like three little city kids and I don't know, four little city kids. So they were, Oh gosh. They were kind of scared, but they stayed around and it was, it was fun. It was a good adventure for them. I'm sure they had fun. Did you see the mountain lion? I didn't. It had cubs though. I could see, I found some small mountain lion traps, like baby mountain lion tracks and then some, some bigger bigger ones. So, so that made it more dangerous because I think... I think it had at least, yeah, one or two cubs. So a mama mountain lion with her cubs around, around her, her den, around where her food was Oh gosh! with four little kids. Yeah, it was, it was an adventure, but it was fun. That would have been scary. I bet that was an adventure for them. You know, a city kid going up way back in the mountains, going fishing, seeing beds of mountain. That's a good adventure for a kid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt Ray Jean said that uh, they talked about it for a long time. They're probably still talking <laughs> about it. I bet. Yeah, speaking of kids, um, probably my most, uh, one of my most favorite. I love going on adventures with my brothers and friends, but some of the best adventure I've, I've ever had is taking little kids and doing simple things with them, like bringing them all to the cemetery at nighttime, you know, and walking through the cemetery with like five year olds all the way up to like, 11 year olds you know i have we have enough nephews and your cousins that we like to do those type of things some of the other stuff i've did with them is i used to go i used to be a farmer so i'd bring them to the grain bins and we'd hike to the top of the or climb to the top of the grain bins and jump in and play in the grain i mean to see kids do that and the joy and the adventure it is to them i mean that's a big adventure to a little kid doing something like that right some big getting them out that they don't do very often that could be a little scary. Yeah, is there anything I've ever did with you? So, yeah, we did. Um, speaking of little kids, we were just talking about little kids. When I was a little kid, I started to drive, and Joe let me drive. But Did your parents course. know about it? Um, I think I told them afterwards, but not at the moment, no. Um, but so there's this bridge in Montana, around Lima, Montana, and it's a huge bridge over a huge canyon. and We call it High Bridge. Yeah, we call it High Bridge. So before we went up there, Joe and I, we grabbed some rocks, huge rocks, put in our, the back of the pickup and uh, grabbed some extra rounds for our 22. And we went to High Bridge and we just throw these rocks off, just trying to hit the river, seeing what they do, and just rocks are exploding. And as a little kid, as like 10 or 11-year-old, that was super, super fun, just doing something different, doing something that I'm not, because I used to be afraid of heights, and we've we've discussed this on on the show. Me and Seth helped him out with that. Yeah, we we discussed that or we told that story on the show. So all of our nieces and nephews got good help. From <laughs> so I was afraid of heights, and so or previously was, and so that was an adventure to me to go to that high bridge and throw those rocks off and. Yeah, I got a question for you guys. I want to hear the biggest adventure you've had in your lifetime. 
I'm going to start with mine. Okay. You guys can go to yours. Okay. Perfect. I've had some really good adventures in my life. But as we said, seeing a little kid's face during a simple adventure, I mean, in his mind, he is having a big adventure. I mean, that's like what he's doing right there. He or she. He or she, yeah. What, what they're doing right there is just as adventurous to them as the dude who landed on the moon, you know? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, it is a new holy cow adventure to him. So when I was probably 11 years old, 10, 11, uh, my dad built some bridges way back in the middle fork of the Salmon Frank Church Wilderness area. And we went back there and f- for about... A couple months, I want to say. Like I said, I was only 10, 11. This was 30 years ago. Well, 28 or something. So I don't remember exactly how long I was back there, but um, we were working, helping them build bridges, and we camped out for a long, long time. And there were hot springs there that we'd bathe in. We had a spring above us we'd get fresh water from. Um, Anytime we needed food, we'd have my older brother, Ben, he'd go out to the truck and get go shopping and come back in and once we got <coughs> once he'd bring the truck back it was about a 10 mile horse ride he'd have to go on i didn't stay back there the whole time but that was a huge adventure just being there with my brothers and my dad and helping build that bridge and living out in the wilderness for such a long period of time and like i said i wasn't back there as much as my dad or my brothers were but i was probably the biggest adventure of my life right there. What impact did that have on your life? Not like why did it impact you, but how did it change you? How did it help you be the man you are today? Spencer, if you got a uh, cool adventure to share next, Joe, maybe you can think about that <laughs> while Joe tells us the adventure. I, I'd be honored. I'd be honored. So uh, about a, was it a couple of years ago, Joe? What's the that? Alaska trip. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably in my top five. I think that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Two or maybe three yeah. years ago. So about, about three ish years ago, Joe and I, with a bunch of our uncles and, um, his, his uncle, my great uncle, we, uncle Jim Bob, shout out, uncle yes, Jim uh, Bob. Shout out uncle Love Jim you. Bob. Um, we went up to Alaska, up to his cabin and the sole reason of going up there, not the sole, but a good reason of going up there is we were building him a brand new cabin that, my dad, um, structural, he worked on it structural engineering wise. And my uncle Seth actually, um, architect it and designed it. Shout out to Seth. Shout out yeah, to Seth buddy. and Ben. Um, oh, and Ben. And ben. <laughs> He's the best oldest brother ever. <laughs> uh, He's, and Colin too. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Shout out to Colin. <laughs> but we went up there and our plan was to go for 10 days. Um, we flew up there first time on a plane and did it with the best people. Um, we went two flights up to Alaska, um, and then we landed in Anchorage. We got in a truck in a Suburban. We went shopping at Costco and just grabbed a ton of food. That was super fun. Good adventure there. Then we got on a boat, went upstream like... Five hours. Yeah, f- upstream five hours. And then we hopped on, er, and then we got to our cabin. And all it was was a floor, not even a floor. It was just. Um, when we showed up, all there was was a foundation. Right, 
and in Alaska, it's it's not concrete foundation. No, it's, it's the metal pilasters that are pounded down in the ground because it's a swampy area. Right. And so those metal pilasters were ready for us to start building a house. Right. So that's all when it, when we showed up. That's all it was. So when we showed up, we went to bed, and the next morning woke up, and it was go time. And we just framed and fished. I, have, I haven't worked that hard in a long yeah. time. We framed from probably 7, 8 in the morning till uh, 9 or 10 at night. And then we would go hop in the boats and we'd go fishing. And then come back at 12 and then process all the fish till 1 or 2. And then talk and play games till 3, you know. So it was just the whole day I was occupied of doing something I've never done before for 10 days straight. I don't remember waking up one time sleeping in Alaska. One time I did wake up. I didn't know where the crap I was. I woke up. I was like, where am I? I don't know where I am. Me and Daniel were talking about that. That's a pretty good feeling. We really yeah. enjoy that feeling. Yeah. It's just when you work yourself so hard, you. I'm saying when wake you wake up. up and you don't know where you're at. Yeah. I'm like, I enjoy that immensely. Spencer, do you like that? When you wake up and you don't know where you are. Uh, so a lot of people don't. Most people I talk to don't like that. This is just a, a side note curiosity. I haven't I haven't woke up and thought that very much to be honest. Like, but when it happens, it's a little trippy. I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> right I, I love it. I try to stay in that feeling. I try to not figure out where I am. It's just kind of fun. Yeah, that is true. It's an adventure. <laughs> it's an adventure and an adventure itself. So, yeah, we just went ten days straight of just straight work. Um, fishing and all the fun in the world and and he has a pretty cool setup up there he has the cabin we were building right next to it I, I went up and helped build the other cabin that was right next to it and there's even another cabin right next to it so he has this little compound up there it has two cabins a generator house a shop a sauna yeah a pizza a oven city. yeah a little city in there little hut um, and the house we're building was mainly built because our wonderful Aunt Sharon wanted a nice, nice place up there for her to go. Right. And it, it was so fun. It was like doing something new for 10 straight days. And the then fishing was incredible. And like, like every time you cast it, no matter what, you would get a catch. No matter what. Every two casts, maybe. If and you went three awesome. or four casts, you're like, what is going on here? Yeah. We need to we're change new spots. <laughs> And the coolest thing that I thought was, was when we left, there is this huge cabin there that wasn't there before. And we put our blood, sweat and tears in that thing. And it was super, super awesome. And then when we got to the airport, we had 13 coolers full of fish. What did you learn from that experience and how did it why impact you? Keep asking you? that, dude. I don't because even because well, we got to learn something me, from this. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because if, if we're discussing a topic and we want it to impact other people, we, you got to have a, it's got to be motivated. You got to have a lesson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if I'm listening to this and they're like, yeah, adventures sound cool, but like, if I don't know why adventures are good for me as a man, I might not listen as intently. But if I'm like, man, adventures are going to make me better and I'm listening to these guys and they're telling me how and why, yeah, right. I want to do adventures now. Okay. Yeah. I, can I tell my, what I learned from my oh, No, no, no I, I thought sorry. I was before. I thought I was before. Well, he I just would, asked me. I know, but I, I was okay, first. Fair. I said my Okay. He first. asked you first. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, I think one thing I learned from that adventure is 
not to be afraid of the outdoors. Like at the age of 10, I was, many times I found myself alone in the woods, you know, not far away from my dad or older brothers, but alone in the woods, hiking up to the spring, getting water, and I just think, sitting there thinking to myself, I remember like looking around like, here I am alone in the woods, like, and it's okay. I'm, I'm, I don't need to be afraid. I'm not, not, shouldn't be scared. Like, we're good. Yeah. So if I had to take anything from that, it'd be that probably. Sorry, what did you learn yeah. from your Spence? So what I learned from mine is to trust your trust your family. Like family is always there. When I think that year I was actually kind of like struggling with friends, didn't have much friends or kind of did with that. But then as soon as I went with you guys, I'm like, these are my friends. These are my brothers. You know, these are my uncles. These, so, are, these are your homies. Right yeah, there. these are my homies. They have my back. And, and it was so, so fun. We, we cracked jokes probably the whole time. And laughed a lot. Oh my dear. That's probably that's probably one of the hardest times I've laughed is up there. And it, it was just super, super awesome knowing that I can trust everyone that went all my family. That's awesome, Spence. Daniel, what's the greatest adventure you've ever been on? Well, uh I have one that comes to mind. I actually haven't analyzed which one's the number one, but I have one that I'd like to share. Yeah, that's the one we want to hear about. Um so when I think, I think I was about 14 years old and uh, like Josiah and I's, like most of Josiah and I's adventure, adventures, they uh, start with one time me and my dad. <laughs> um, but one time my dad actually got a, a summer uh, contract and, and what it was is in the big valley that we grew up in, the big ranch valley that we grew up in, the ranchers would, would pool their cattle together and send them up in the mountains to eat the good good grazing feed up there that they aren't able to access during the winters. So my dad got that contract, and I think I was 14 years old. Um, so he just sent me up in the mountains to do it. There was tens of thousands of cattle. To do what, bro? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't explain that very well. Thank you. So the job was to go up into the mountains with the cattle and ride every single day checking cattle, and you'd have to bring them from valley to valley to make sure that they were utilizing all the all the feed up there. And so at 14 years old, my dad shows me how to do it. He, he goes up with me for a few days, and then he leaves. He's like, all right, you got this. You have the horses, you have the guns, you have the dogs, you have some food. If you get in an emergency, you can ride to town. It was like a 20 or 30-mile ride to town. Um <laughs> So he'd bring me up there. It was probably like an hour and a half drive up in the mountains uh, from our little town that we grew up in, which is another hour and a half drive to an actual hospital. So I'm three hours away from a hospital if I needed it. Um, That's if you're at the pickup, if you had to ride your horse back down. Yeah, it'd be a lot longer. But uh, So my dad would take me up there on, on Monday morning, 14 years old, like, hey, do you got, you got shells for your rifle? Do you have food? All right, you're good to go. And then he'd come get me Friday or Saturday night. And so I'd just be up there with the dogs, and I would I would be up before the sun every day, and I would ride all day. And I just saw the most beautiful country in Montana. Um, and and the, the entire thing was an adventure in and of itself. But the experience of, of having that much responsibility and having my dad have that much faith in me, like, you, you can do it. Just, that's just how it is. You can do it. Especially at that young of an age. Exactly. Um, that helped me learn from a young age that I can do anything. Like, if any other man can do it, I can do it. 
And so as we've been talking, I think that's one of the most important things about adventures is learning who you are and what you can do and that you can do anything. Like you make a goal, make a plan for an adventure. You go out and you push yourself and you do it. And the feeling you get is like, dang, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so in my mind, that's one of the most important reasons for us to go on adventures. And that's what, as a man thinketh, talks about. You go on these adventures and you learn who you are. And in my mind, the most important thing about that is that I can take that principle that I can do anything. I can hike to shower bath. I can take care of these 20,000 head of cattle at 14 years old. I cannot die up in the mountains by myself week after week at 14 years old. I can do anything. So I take that mentality and I try to apply it to the rest of my life. Like if any man can do it, I can do it. If somebody can be a doctor, I can be a doctor. If your dad can be a, a civil engineer, I can be a civil engineer. I can do it. So adventure gives us that confidence and that, that knowledge and, and those things booster us. They bolster us in becoming the men who we need to be and the, the individuals, the men or women we need to be. Hey, that's good stuff. Dropping right bars right there. Yeah. Dropping bars. Hey, I just want to say that's a good story, dude. We got a good dad. He uh, put a lot of responsibility on us. And, yeah. and I think he dropped you out there not only because he needed his cows moved around, but because he wanted to teach you how to be a man. Yeah, I agree. So I want to set something straight in this episode here. We've called Daniel Caleb. We've called him Daniel, and we called him Uncle D. His name is Caleb Daniel Young, Rhett Young. Daniel da- Caleb Daniel Rhett Young. That's his name. And then, uh, of course, Spencer calls him Uncle D. So if, yeah. if you've heard a few names going around, that's all Daniel's yeah. names. And, and D, Yo. you explained what you've learned from it. Would you be comfortable in sending your son to do that right now? Well, he's only eight, so but, no. <laughs> but if he was, but if he was fourteen, would you? Heck yeah, man! That'd be the best thing for him. He, he yeah. would, he would know that he could do anything. He would know that he's safe out in the wilderness. Like, I straight up like came around a corner ten feet away from moose. There were buffalo from the park that would come over, and I'd wake up with buffalo outside my my camper. There are wolves and mountain lions and bears up there. But I could do it, man. I can That's do anything. So cool. Heck yeah! That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, there's a lot of adventures I we didn't mention that we could yeah. talk about. There's a, a bunch of adventures that I want to talk about that I'm going to go on. I do want to mention one adventure that I really, really, really want to go on so bad. Um, my favorite musician is playing, Xavier Rudd is playing in Lisbon, Portugal this September, and I want to go there and listen to him. My wife's from Portugal, or her family is. I really want to go there and have that adventure with her. That would be sick. You guys have any adventures you want to go on soon? Or uh, I definitely want to go see the world, like see what's outside. Joe, that that made me think of something that I've actually been pondering quite a bit lately. Um, you going on that on that adventure to see Xavier Rudd? I think from this conversation, I'm learning that adventures have two things. And for me, number one, it's extremely important to enjoy life. Like we weren't put here to just be sour and sit on our thumbs, you know. We we were put here to to have joy. We men are that they might have joy, you know. Like yeah. Yeah. so if if nothing else, an adventure just to enjoy, just to find joy in life, I think that is not only good, but necessary for us to be to be healthy. Good That's thought, a great dude. point. Good That's thought. a great point. 
Um, yes, but back to your question, Josiah, I, there, there are some adventures I'd like to go to. There are a few uh, artists that I would like to go and see. Uh, this summer, I really want to go back to shower bath with like all the brothers with and all the nephews, that can and, uh, anybody that yeah. can do. Yeah, it's a it's a very very rough trip. I wouldn't be able to make it right now, so I need to like get go to physical therapy and get in the gym and, and get ready. But that's that's an adventure that I'm really looking forward to. Spence, I'm I'm, an, I'm gonna come. Good, all right, good. Right before the mesh, and a boy. All right, guys. Yeah, that's great. it. We got a good episode here. That's a great episode. Hey, thanks of, for having me, guys. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Being on thanks here, for dude. being. Yeah, it's great for Uncle D, Uncle D, Caleb, as Daniel, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> right, young, <laughs> <laughs> to be on here because he has plenty of adventures to to tell us. Thanks, guys, for stopping by, and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you guys can get all the updates on Gents with Joe and Spence. Uh, we actually have a new YouTube channel out. Just look up Gents with Joe and Spence, and you'll have that first there. We probably won't do as much episodes on there, but the things we do on there, um, you guys can go on there. So just make sure to subscribe, and also add us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so it'll get that notification when a new, uh, new episode is released. And until then, better men. Better men.